1: Five five worldwide of the all new means big z.com 35 degrees 10 past eight it's the first monday of the month which means senator lippy is here and yeah he's here he's right on time like clockwork we didn't even have to the good news is we didn't have to sync this up with like um jump ahead fall back week that's right. nice that's you next know what i mean yeah. yeah that that's always a challenge with these things that's for sure uh, got a lot on your plate, uh, a lot of legislation you're working on. Uh, let's start off with the first one here: uh, child care reimbursements. Uh, legislature uh, might actually take some action on this one.
0: Yeah. So back in uh, 2009-10 during the recession, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the state balanced its budget by making a number of cuts in lots of different areas, and one of the areas was around child care reimbursements. So the situation is you've got private child care providers that accept. Um, children that uh, are paying the full price out of pocket and then um, for low-income working families who get a little bit of child care assistance, um, they, uh, they get paid a different rate. And so um, the, the state reimbursement for many years now has been half of the market rate. So say the market rate's $100 a week, um, the state would pay $50 a week for a child on a subsidy. So you can imagine that it's hard to keep your business running if you've got uh, half of your kids or more that are only paying half the rate. So basically what we're doing is trying to um, increase the reimbursement so these child care providers that are so um, central to our workforce um, can stay afloat. And <clears throat> we had a pretty good vote in the Health and Human Services Committee last week. We, I think we had uh, 12 out of the 13 members vote in favor of my bill to raise the reimbursement. And um, the good part is that we can use uh, funds that are available now that come from the federal government so it doesn't mean any tax increase. Um, and it's good for providers, it's good for workers, and uh, good for the kids too.
1: Now, uh, student debt forgiveness, I've heard this floated as an idea to attract workers to Maine because that's a big issue we have right now, right. You know, getting the workers to work right. and be here and live <laughs> here and things like that. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, I, as I talked to uh, different uh, business owners across the state, the, the big piece of feedback um, that I'm getting is the needs have changed in the economy. Five years ago we were talking about you know taxes and energy costs and health care. Um, today we're talking about workers. Um, that's the big need among lots of businesses uh, in all different parts of the state. Um, so I think the name of the game now and for many states like ours is trying to be attractive to people because people is the most important uh, capital that our economy uh, needs to have. so, Governor LePage and I have been kicking around the idea of trying to do something around student debt uh, forgiveness and repayment to help attract young people to come and, and live in Maine. Um, student debt is now passed uh, credit card debt as the largest form of personal consumer debt that's held in the United States, which is pretty astonishing. And it, But it kind of makes sense when you look at uh, the cost of higher education increasing over time. But, you know, when you've got... Um, young people who are trying to uh, buy their first house, uh, start a family, save for retirement, but they're paying out eight, nine, nine hundred dollars a month in uh, student debt payments, that really puts a crimp on household budgets. So the governor and I have been trying to figure out a way forward where we could provide some really uh, good incentive for people who wanna live and work in Maine, figure out a way to pay off some of that monthly debt for them, and if you do the math, and uh, you take a look at one person who moves to Maine because of this program, the income taxes that they'd pay after five years would uh, surpass the amount of student debt forgiveness we're proposing. So it's a it's putting a little money down now to attract a long-term resident to our state who's going to work, pay taxes, raise their kids, and help our economy grow. So uh, we'll continue working on that over the next uh, month and a half or so, see if we can get a deal made.
1: We're talking to State Senator Nate Libby. We'll have more with him around the bend. It's The Breakfast Club, Maine's Big Z, 92.7 and 105.5. On the Z ninety two seven one zero five five, State Senator Nate Libby continues with us now. Segment number two with him, going over stuff from this morning. Talking about guns and gun control. Obviously, this has been a pretty hot topic with the uh, Florida school shooting last month. Um, you get a lot of students getting pretty active on this. Um, what's uh, what are what's being done in Maine? Uh, they always ask to do something. What are the somethings that are being done uh, this time?
0: Right. I think uh, lawmakers in Augusta are, are interested in trying to um, do a little bit better in the way of school safety. I think what's different this time around is you've got uh, students who are organizing themselves, advocating for themselves, and being very vocal about um, what they are seeing, what they are feeling. Um, you know, In Lewiston High School, for example, there are several students I've talked to um, are interested in trying to uh, make some change happen. And, and their big interest is they um, worry about what's going to happen in their school at, at any point. Um, so I think that's concerning, but it's also um, motivating in some ways for lawmakers to actually take action because of a really important constituency asking us to. So there are a number of proposals that are being considered in Augusta. Um, one is, uh, um, well, I'll, I'll rattle off a couple that did not uh, make it through the, the first hurdle. One was a proposal to limit uh, the size of magazines that can be used in semi-automatic weapons um, from around, you know, uh, 10 uh, cartridges or, or more. Um, this, I think, it was uh, in reaction to the school shooting that happened in Florida and the idea being that the 60-round um, magazines, you know, an active shooter can um, get a lot done. And, and if if the magazine uh, was limited, that perhaps that would buy some time uh, in the future for law enforcement to respond. So that's a proposal that uh, did not proceed forward. Um, that was voted down. Another one was uh, something President Trump has been talking about, which is arming school teachers um, with, uh, with weapons. And that uh, failed on a party line vote, I think, um, not being an expert in this, one of the concerns I'd have is, you know, what happens if a teacher, um, you know, forgets their weapon somewhere um, or, you know, a few students decide they can overpower that one person? You know, that, that creates a potentially dangerous situation. Um, one issue that we are moving forward with and I think, is, um, I think is a good move for the state is the so-called red flag uh, issue. And what that basically says is that um, if a family member or a loved one um, or a significant other notices that, um, you know, a person in their life is acting differently, um, acting potentially dangerously, um, that person can then make a report to law enforcement. Law enforcement can go to a judge to get a uh, court order to have uh, the weapon confiscated for a, um, a short period of time. It's uh, it's a so-called red flag issue, and we know that with, with a lot of these shootings, um, almost across the board, the folks that have committed these shootings have some severe mental health problems. And in some of those cases, if the weapon had been taken away for a period of time, perhaps some of these tragedies could have been avoided. So that's a new policy that we're going to be pursuing. Um, that's what I'm going to be working hard to try to enact, one that I think could make a big difference in the way of, um, you know, uh, gun safety and school safety. We
1: are talking with State, we're talking with state Senator Neat Libby, and we'll have more with him around the corner. We're going to be talking about the state's revenue forecast a little bit about medicaid expansion much more it's a breakfast club means big z in 1055 five worldwide at the all new means big z.com state senator nate libby in this hour Talk with him today just got done talking about guns and guns con- uh, gun control talked about uh of so the legislation being worked on with child care reimbursement, student debt forgiveness, incentives to attract new workers to Maine. Uh, now we go to the revenue side of the business. And uh, the state's revenue forecast was released a few days ago. looks like things are going OK. Economy growing slowly. Revenues are up by about $128 million for the next year. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? And what does that mean next for budgets and things of that nature?
0: Right. Uh, I think the revenue forecast was a, a bit of good news. Uh, the state revenues usually track with the economy's uh, growth or uh, decline depending on the situation. So $128 million uh, over budget projection is a, a good thing for the economy. It shows that we are progressing at a very slow but steady uh, pace in the upward direction. So I think uh, going forward, we're going to have some debate on what to do with uh, those uh, increased revenues. And I think when we passed our budget last year for the two-year period, we knew that we were not making good on a number of commitments that we needed to. The, the A number of them that come to mind are uh, nursing homes, which are, are struggling to stay afloat um, with low Medicaid reimbursement. Um, we've got behavioral health providers um, who are also struggling, and there's definitely a shortage of providers. We also know that uh, in the public schools, the, the increase in needs for behavioral and mental health is increasing, so there's some... Um, attention that needs to be paid there. And then uh, our county jails, that uh, has been an issue we haven't really resolved during the Page administration, but they um, continue to operate at uh, reduced funding levels while um, uh, the number of inmates housed there goes up every year. So number of areas uh, that are struggling, and I think that Democrats would say we need to use those resources to plug those holes that we know exist. On the other side of the coin, I think uh, the governor is uh, interested in passing another tax reduction. And, you know, I think um, I think at some point we need to say enough is enough. There was a, a humongous federal tax cut passed just a couple of months ago. We did income tax cuts uh, three times during the LePage administration. Um, you know, if we took this $128 million and turned it into a, another tax cut for Mainers, I think that's going to come out to be a few pennies a day for most of us. And I you know, I, I would also say I want more money in my paycheck, but when I um, know that there are other needs out there that need to be funded, do I trade a couple of pennies a day to make sure that we've got better mental health care, uh, better uh, corrections, better services for the elderly? You know, i take the latter.
1: Coming up, we're going to talk about that tax conformity bill that the governor is proposing, and we'll talk a little bit about Medicaid expansion as well. You're listening to The Breakfast Club, Maine's Big Z, 92.71055. State Senator Nate Libby hanging out with us here in the studio. Fourth and final segment with him. We've touched on gun control. We've touched on uh, child care reimbursement, student debt forgiveness, incentives to attract workers to Maine. Uh, We've discussed the state's revenue forecast and funding needs. Uh, We touched a little bit on uh, federal tax reform. We're going to circle back on that now. Uh, Governor recently introduced a uh, uh, tax conformity bill what is tax conformity how does this tie in with the the federal cut you know how does that whole thing work
0: yeah when I talk to folks about tax conformity I can see their eyes glazing over because it's <laughs> definitely one of the most exciting topics we cover but it's actually it's actually a pretty uh, important issue um, when the federal government makes changes to their tax code it has direct impacts on the main state tax code because a lot of Our tax incentives and credits and exemptions tie into what the federal government does. Um, Some of that is for simplicity's sake. So when a taxpayer is filing their taxes, they don't have to keep two sets of books, um, depending on different programs that are available at different levels of government. So obviously the Fed's made uh, some big changes to the tax code last year. And that means that uh, the state of Maine needs to take some action to either conform to those changes or um, to not conform. If uh, we did nothing, and this is sort of bizarre, if we did nothing in this session, um, there's going to be about a $400 million tax increase on, on main taxpayers um, because of changes that happen at the federal government. It's a little unintuitive, but the short of it is um, that we need to make some changes to the personal exemption that we all take um, in order to make sure that those um, increases don't happen. And in addition to that, there are some uh, proposed changes to how businesses do their taxes In particular, when a business purchases uh, equipment for their operations, there are a number of tax incentives that are available to them to help uh, offset those costs of making the investments. So what we're going to be dealing with over the next month or so is trying to craft a bipartisan tax conformity package that hopefully uh, wipes out all of the uh, tax increase that's going to be caused by the Trump tax cuts. but also make sure that businesses uh, are not unfairly uh, penalized by purchasing equipment. Uh, This is going to require some give and take from Republicans and Democrats, I'm sure. Um, But the governor rolled out his uh, plan uh, last week. And uh, the short story there is that he'd like to take um, basically two-thirds of that revenue surplus and uh, plow it into a tax conformity package that I said... Would probably give most working people a few pennies back each uh, each day, and I think you know a few pennies each day. Even though it is a tax cut, um, you have to you have to weigh those uh, benefits against where those monies could go to fill gaps that we have in mental health, in corrections, um, in healthcare, and that sort of thing.
1: Governor, demanding that uh, we fund it now without raising taxes in terms of Medicaid expansion. Right? How how we how are we doing that?
0: Yeah, it uh, ties right into our prior conversation. I mean, before the revenue forecast came out, uh, we anticipated that there was uh, plenty of funding in the Medicaid account to cover expansion. The law was pretty clear; uh, the governors uh, obliged to start enrolling uh, folks in the expanded Medicaid program by July first. I think with the additional funds and the in the, um, in the uh, revenue forecast, that definitely bolsters our argument. Um, you know, I think we can we can do it now. Um, lowering the rates of uninsured folks, um, you know, increasing uh, the amount of reimbursement to hospitals. Those were all good things for the economy. Um, You know, healthcare is becoming a major part of the main economy. And, you know, with a lot of these hospitals um, having to shell out a lot of cash for free care for the uninsured, um, you know, I think the Medicaid program would help a lot because, um, you know, $0 in free care is a lot less than, say, $50 in main care reimbursement. So... Uh, I think a lot of people are counting on us to get this done, and we're waiting to see if the LePage, LePage administration is willing to um, take that uh, that step forward to start implementing uh, Medicaid expansion.
1: State Senator Nate Libby joins us each and every month here on The Breakfast Club. Senator, thank you very much. Thank you, Matty. Well, have more on the way. Quarter to nine, 36 degrees, Mains Big Z, 927155.